The Witcher, The Last Wish, Chapter 5, Part 4 Well, <coughs> well, well, Geralt. Dandelion held a horseshoe he'd cooled in a bucket to his forehead. That's not what I expected. A horned freak with a goatee like a shaggy billy goat, and he chased you away like some upstart. And I got it in the head. Look at that bump. That's the sixth time you've shown me it. I'm going to start that again. <laughs> Still don't have Scottish Geralt back. I mean, that was close. That was close. That was good. That's the sixth time you've shown it to me. And it's no more interesting now than it was the first time. How charming. And I thought I'd be safe with you. I didn't ask you to trapeze after me in the hemp. And I didn't ask you to keep that foul tongue of yours quiet. You didn't listen, so now you can suffer. In silence. Please. Because they're just coming. Nitley and Don walked into the day room. Behind them hobbled a grey-haired old woman, twisted as a pretzel, led by a fair-haired and painfully thin teenage girl. Honourable Dunn. Honourable Netley. The Witcher began without introduction. And before we get further in, do you know where you are? You are in a dark tale. And here there be spooky dragons. Spooky dragons. And of course, the, 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 the legendary goat man who has uh, uh, yes. sent, sent the Witcher and his, and his good friend reeling. With his might, with his mighty balls. With his mighty <laughs> balls, yeah, that was hilarious. I loved that. That was yeah. I mean, I like, I, I honestly, honestly, I hope that someday my balls are as legendary as the balls that defeated Geralt. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we can all, as a, as a group, kind of strive for that. You know. Yeah, I think I think Even we all ladies. we all want that for ourselves. Even the ladies. Yeah. I mean, ladies, you can have legendary lady balls. That's it's not beyond you. Uh, so they are they're now uh, getting 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 some more information from uh, the gentlemen who are hosting them. Right. And uh, and that, and that's where we're picking up. So uh, if you would be so kind, dear brother. Oh yeah, let's hop back into it. I asked you before I left. Oh, I don't know what I'm going with that. <laughs> Mm. Whether you yourselves had already tried to do something with the devil of yours, you told me you hadn't done anything. I have grounds to think otherwise. I await your explanation. The villagers murmured amongst themselves, after which Dunn coughed into his fist and took a step forward. Ye be right, sir. Asking forgiveness. We lied. It be guilt devours us. We wanted to outwit that devil ourselves, for him to go away. By what means? Here in this valley, said Don slowly, there be monsters in the past, flying dragons, earth miropodans, werebrows, ghosts, gigantic spiders, and various vipers. And all the times we be searching in our great book for a way to deal with all that vermin. 
lost my place, sorry. <laughs> what great book. Show the book, old woman. Book, I say, the great book. I'll be on the boil in a minute. Deaf as a doorknob she be. Lil, tell the old woman to show the book. And the girl tore the huge book from the taloned fingers of the old woman and handed it to the witcher. In this year, great book, continued Dunn, which be in our family clan for time immemorial, be ways to deal with every monster, spell, and wander in the world that has been, is, or will be. Geralt turned the heavy, thick, greasy, dust-encrusted volume in his hands. The girl was still standing in front of him, wringing her apron in her hands. She was older than he had initially thought. Her delicate figure had deceived him. So different from the robust build of the other girls in the village. He laid the book down on the table and turned its heavy wooden cover. Take a look at this, Standalion. The first runes. The bard worked out, peering over his shoulder, the horseshoe still pressed to his forehead. The writing used before the modern alphabet. Still based on elven runes and dwarf ideograms. A funny sentence construction, but that's how they spoke then. Interesting etchings and illuminations. It's not often you get to see something like this, Garrett. And if you do, it's in libraries belonging to temples, not villages at the edge of the world. By all the gods, where did you get that from, dear peasants? Surely you're not going to try and convince me that you can read this. Woman, can you read the first runes? Can any of you read? What? The fair-haired girl moved closer to the woman and whispered something into her ear. Read! The old crone revealed her toothless gums in a smile. Me? No, sweetheart. Tis a skill I ne'er mastered. Explain to me, said Geralt coldly, turning to Dunn and Netley. How do you use the book if you can't read the runes? Always the oldest woman knows what stands written in the book, said Dunn glumly. And what she knows, she teaches some young one. When tis time for her turn to the earth, heed ye, yourselves, how tis time for old woman. So our old woman has taken Lil in and teaching her. But for now, tis the old woman who knows best. The old witch and the young witch, muttered Dandelion. The old woman knows the whole book by heart. Geralt asked with disbelief. Is that right, Grandma? Nay, the whole. Oh, nay. Answered the old woman again through Lil. Only what stands written by the picture. Ah. Geralt opened the book at random. The picture on the torn page depicted a dappled pig with horns in the shape of a lyre. Well then, what's written here? The old woman smacked her lips and took a careful look at the etching, then shut her eyes. The horned aurochs or taurus, 
she recited, erroneously called bison in Nomasus. It hath horns and uses them to ram. <coughs> Enough. Very good, indeed. The Witcher turned several sticky pages. And here? Cloud sprites and wind sprites be varied. Some rain pour, some wind roar, and others hurl their thunder. Harvest to protect from them, takest thou a knife of iron new, of a mouse's droppings a half ounce, and a grey heron's fat. Good. Well done. Hmm. And here? What's this? The etching showed a disheveled monstrosity with enormous eyes, even larger teeth, riding a horse. In its right hand, the monstrous being wielded a substantial sword. In its left, a bag of money. A witchman, mumbled the woman. Called by some a witcher. To summon him is most dangerous, albeit one must. For when against the monster and the vermin there be no aid, the witchman can contrive, but careful one must be. Enough, muttered Geralt. Enough, Grandma. Thank you. No, no, protested Dandelion with a malicious smile. How does it go on? What a greatly interesting book. Go on, Granny, go on. Eh, but careful one must be to not touch the witchman, for thus the ma the mange. the mange one can acquire, and lasses do one do one to hide from away, for lustful the witchman is above all measure. <laughs> Quite correct, spot on, laughed the poet, and Lil, so it seemed to Geralt, smiled almost imperceptibly. Though the witch man, greatly covetous and greedy for gold be, mumbled the old woman, half closing her eyes, giveth ye not such a one more than for a downer one silver penny or three halves for a werecat, silver pennies two for a plumard, silver pennies. <clears throat> That's you, boy. Oh, right. Those were the days, muttered the witcher. Thank you, Grandma. And now, to show us where it speaks of the devil and what the book says about devils. This time... This time's tis grateful... Jesus, what am I... Why? This time tis grateful I'd be to hear more. For to learn the ways and the means ye did use to deal with him, most curious I am. Careful, girl. Okay, that's what I chuckled. Yeah, <laughs> chuckled Dandelion. You're starting to fall into their jargon. It's an infectious mannerism. The woman controlled her shaking hands with difficulty, turned several pages. The Witcher and the poet leaned over the table. The etching did, in effect, show the ball thrower, horned, hairy, tailed, and smiling maliciously. The devil recited the woman. <clears throat> also called the willower, or the sylvan. For livestock and domestic fowl a tiresome and great pest he be. Be it your will to chase him from your hamlet, takest thou. 
Well, well, murmured Dandelion. Takest thou of nuts one fistful, continued the woman, running her finger along the parchment. Next takest thou of iron balls a second fistful, of honey and er trickle, of birch tar a second, of grey soap a firkin, and of soft cheese another. There were the devil dwelleth, goest thou when tis night. Commence then to eat the nuts. Anon the devil, who hath great greed, will hasten and ask if they are tasty indeed. Give us to him then the iron bowls. Damn you, murmured Dandelion. Pox take. Quiet, said Geralt. Well, Grandma. Gone. Having broken his teeth, he will be attentive to thou eatest the honey. Of said honey he will himself desire, givest him the birch tar. Then yourself eatest the soft cheese. Soon hearest thou, will the devil grumble and tumbleth, and makest of it as not. Yet if the devil desires the soft cheese, give him soap. For soap the devil withstandeth not. You you got you got to the soap, interrupted Geralt with a stony expression, turning towards Don and Nitley. In no way, groaned Nitley. If only we had got to the bowls. But he gave us what for when he bit a bowl. <coughs> and who told you to give him so many? Enraged, Dandelion was enraged. It stands written in the book one fistful to take, and yet he gaveth a, of balls a sackful. Ye furnished him with ammunition for two years, the fools ye be. Careful. The witcher smiled. You're starting to fall into their jargon. It's infectious. Thank you. Geralt raised his head and looked into the eyes of the girl, standing by the woman. Lil didn't lower her eyes. They were pale and wildly blue. Why are you bringing devil's offspring in the form of grain? Offerings in the form there of grain. There you go, yep. Sure. Uh, he asks sharply. After all, it's obvious that he's a typical herbivore. Lil did not answer. I asked you a question, girl. Don't be frightened. You won't get the mange by talking to me. Don't ask her anything, sir, said Netley with an obvious unease in his voice. Lil, she... she be strange. She won't answer you. Don't force her. Geralt looked into Lil's eyes, and Lil still met his gaze. He felt a shiver run down his back and a creep along his shoulders. Just me? No. Oh. Yep. Why did you? Why didn't you attack the devil with stanchions and pitchforks? He raised his voice. Why didn't you set a trap for him? If you wanted to, his goat's head would lit already be spiked on a pole to frighten crows away. You warned me not to kill him. Why? You forbade it, didn't you, Lil? Don got up from the bench. His head almost touched the beams. Leave, lass, he growled. 
Take the old woman and leave. Who is she, Honorable Dunn? The witcher demanded as the door closed behind Lil and the woman. Who is that girl? Why does she enjoy more respect from you than the bloody book? It be none of your business, Dunn looked at him, and there was no friendliness in his eyes. Persecute wise women in your own town, burn stakes in your own land. There has been none of it here, nor will there be. You didn't understand me, said the witcher coldly. Because I didn't, I try, uh, growled Don. I noticed. Geralt said through his teeth, making no effort to be cordial. But be so gracious as to understand something, honorable Dunn. We have no agreement. I haven't committed myself to you in any way. You have no reason to believe that you've bought yourself a witcher who, for a silver penny or three halves, will do what you can't do yourself. Or don't you want to do? Or don't want to do? Or aren't allowed to? No, Honorable Dunn. You have not bought yourself a witcher yet, and I don't think you'll succeed in doing so. Not with your reluctance to understand. Dunn remained silent, measuring Geralt with a gloomy stare. Netley cleared his throat and wriggled on the bench, shuffling his rag sandals on the dirt floor, then suddenly straightened up. Witcher, sir, he said. Don't be enraged. We will tell ye what and how. Done? The elder of the village nodded and sat down. As we be riding here, began Netley, ye did notice how everything here grows, the great harvest we have. There be nay many places to see such a see all grow like this, if there be any such. Seedlings and seeds be so important to us that tis with them we pay our levies and we sell them and use them to barter. What's that got to do with the devil? The devil was wont to make a nuisance of himself and play silly tricks. Then he'd be starting to steal a great deal of grain. At the beginning, we be bringing him a little to the stone in the hemps, thinking his fill he'd eat and leave us be in peace. Not of it. With a vengeance he went on stealing, and when we started to hide our supplies in the shops and sheds, well locked and bolted, tis furious he grew, sir. He roared and bleated. Ugh, ugh, he called. And when he goes, ugh, ugh, ye'd do best to run for your life, he threatened to. Screw, Dandelion threw in with a ribald smile. That too, Nedley agreed. Oh, and he, he mentioned a fire. Talk long as we may. He could not steal, so tis levies he demanded. He ordered grain and other goods be brought to him by the sackful. Royal we were then, and intended to beat his tailed ass. But the freeman cleared his throat and lowered his head. You need nay beat around the bush, said Don suddenly. We judged the witcher wrong. Tell him everything, Netley. The old woman forbade us to beat the devil, 
said Nitley quickly. But we know tis Lil because the woman, the woman only says what Lil tells her to. And we, you know yourself, sir, we listen. I've noticed. Geralt twisted his lips in a smile. The woman can only wiggle her chin and mumble to a text which she doesn't understand herself. And you stare at the girl with gaping mouths as if she were the statue of a goddess. You avoid her eyes but try to guess her wishes. And her wishes are your command. Who is this Lil of yours? But ye have guessed that, sir. A prophetess, a wise one. She say not of this to anyone. We ask ye, if word were to the steward, or gods forbid, the Vicroy. Don't worry, said Geralt seriously. I don't know what that means, and I won't betray you. I know what that means. That's what I. I that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like I said I don't, but no, no, I said I know what that means. It was mic distortion. Yeah, definitely. The strange woman and the girls called prophetess. Second rice is done. <clears throat> the strange woman and girls called prophetesses or wise ones who could be found in villages didn't enjoy the favor of those noblemen who collected levies and profited from farming. Farmers always consulted prophetesses on everything and believed them, blindly and boundlessly. Decisions based on their advice were often completely contrary to the politics of lords and overlords. Geralt had heard of incomprehensible degrees, the slaughterer of entire pedigree herds, the cessation of sowing or harvesting, and even the migration of entire villages. Local lords therefore opposed the superstition, often brutally, and free men very quickly learned to hide the wise ones. But they didn't stop listening to their advice, because experience proved that the wise ones were always right in the long run. Lil did not permit us to kill the devil, continued Nitley. She told us to do what the book says. As ye well know, it did not work out. There has already been trouble with the steward. If we give less grain in the levy than be normal, tis bore he will shout and flumate. Thus we have nay even squeak to him of the devil, and the reason being the steward be ruthless and knows cruelty little about jokes. Cruelly little about jokes. And then ye happened alone, we asked thee if we could hire ye. And? She said through the woman that she need first of all to look at she. And she did. That she did, and accepted ye, and accepted ye she has, that we know. We can tell that Lil accepts, and what she does not. She never said the word to me. She never spoken a word to anyone, save the old woman. But if she had not accepted ye, she wouldn't nay have entered the room for all the world. Hmm. Girls reflected. That's interesting. 
prophetess who, instead of prophesying, 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 sure, doesn't say a word. How did she come to be among you? We well, ain't know, which is sir, muttered Dunn. But as for the old woman, she and the older folk remember. It be like this. The old woman afore her took a closed tongue girl under her wing too. One as which came from no one knows. And that girl, she be our old woman. My grandfather would say the old woman be reborn that way. Like the moon, she be reborn in the sky and every new she be. Don't I laugh? I'm not laughing. Geralt shook his head. I've seen too much to laugh at things like that. Nor do I intend to poke your nose into your affairs, Honorable Dunn. My questions aim to establish the bond between Lil and the devil. You've probably realized yourself that one exists. So if you're anxious to be a, on good terms with your prophetess, then I can give you only one way to deal with the devil. You must get to like him. No, ye, sir, said Nitley. It be nay only a matter of the devil. Lil does nay let us harm anything, any creature. Of course, Dandelion butted in. Country prophetesses grow from the same tree as druids, and a druid will go as far as to wish the gadfly sucking his blood to enjoy its meal. Ye hits on the head, Nitley faintly smiled. Ye hits the nail right on the head. Twas the same with us and the wild boars that dug up our vegetable beds. Look out the window. Beds as pretty as a picture. We found a way. Lil doesn't even know. What the eyes do nay see, the heart will nay miss. Understand? I understand. Muttered Geralt. And how. But we can't move forward. Lil, or no Lil, your devil is a Selvin, an exceptionally rare but intelligent creature. I won't kill him. My cold doesn't allow it. If he be intelligent, said Dunn, go speak reason to him. Just so, Netley joined in, if the devil has brains, that will mean he steals grain according to reason. So ye witcher. Find out what he wants. He does not eat the grain, after all. Not so much, at least. So what does he want the grain for? To spite us? What does he want? Find out and chase him off in some way, Witcher. Will you do that? I'll try. De decided Geralt. But... But what? Your book, my friends, is out of date. Do you see what I'm getting at? Well, forsooth, grunted Dunn, not really. I'll explain, Honorable Dunn, Honorable Netley. If you're counting on my help costing you a silver penny or three halves, then you are bloody well mistaken. <laughs> ah, and thus ends what, part four. What a solid fucking line. That was, that was great. Solid oh way gosh. to end the ch oh, uh, part. So good. I keep wanting to say chapter, but these aren't even they're chapters. Not chapters. They're, they're not chapters. I mean, yeah. to be fair, now that we're reading The Hobbit, 
It wouldn't be totally unfounded for us to do chapters of The Witcher and be just as long. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but The Witcher, the Witcher just takes so much longer because of, of the amount of things to discuss in each part. Uh, well, in each part yeah, I was like, episode. and that's the other thing, because, like, um, I think this has been the, really the only one, I could be wrong, it, we just read so much of this, uh, and we really, we have and we haven't, but um, this has been the only one that, like, the parts perfectly line up, right, or no? Is it the chapters that we're switching back and forth for? I don't remember. Um, it's the the chapters pretty much switch back and okay, forth. Okay. There's a there's a couple of the chapters where they bounce back and forth between uh, two different things, but then they still end up like meeting at at the middle. Yeah, maybe we'll have to try that next chapter and see see how long that podcast is. So so speaking of of the Hobbit, which by the way. Um, if you guys are following The Hobbit, the, the episodes are are running late. And the reason being is because we're trying a new way of recording episodes. And we're having a little bit of trouble with uh, the logistics of it. Um, we're, we we want to have higher quality audio for the read-throughs. The read yeah. Plus, we want to try a new way of doing like our banter for the chapters. Yeah. So we're, we're working that out and we've been having some logistical issues. So there's a little bit of a delay on and the Hobbit episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've had logistical and, and technical difficulties that have, that have been causing problems. Um, <clears throat> but um, speaking of The Hobbit uh, as, a, as a way of um, promoting people over to episode one of The Hobbit. <clears throat> uh, so here's, here's something that is, that is fun and interesting. Uh, Gimli from uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. Right? Yeah. His father actually appears in The Hobbit. Really? Yeah. His father is Gloin of Oin and Gloin. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Did not know that. Had no idea. That's kind of wild. Huh. Yeah, super interesting. That is right? that is very interesting. That's I, I meant to bring I meant to bring it up in our in our last uh, reading of the Hobbit, and I'll bring it up there too because I know some people listen to that and don't listen over here. But yeah, Gimli's father is Gloin of the original uh, huh. thirteen dwarves. That's really that's really fun. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's really cool. Man, well, and and it's it's such a it's such a, a neat way that. Uh, um, Tolkien, Tolkien, like linked the two stories together. Yeah, because like we talked, we talked about in in that before that the uh, the uh, the links between them are are a little bit different now than they would have been back when the book was first written, because Tolkien went back and changed some things in the book, some details. Yeah, so that certain things would be more important and more prominent. Um, for sake of the Lord of the, the Lord Rings. of the Rings. Yeah, I would love yeah. to get my hands on a copy of a first print Hobbit. They they are so they are so rare. I was actually uh, I was I was actually looking at these a little while back. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. A, there's a lot of them because that was what a hundred years ago. Just about or like ninety yeah. something. So a, a first print hard copy of uh, the 
the American edition from 1938, uh, currently goes for, uh, there's one here for $8,000. Uh, there's another one here for 2000 That's why. Uh, the, gr the green covers, uh, the, the the green collector's covers are here's a second edition for three thousand. Um, here's a really worn down original for three hundred. Uh, but yeah, they're 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 it's it's wild. A little pricey. <laughs> yeah, the original the original hard uh, hard copy uh, full release uh, that was drawn by Harper Collins. Uh, that has the Hobbits and the Lord of the Rings is, is almost seven hundred dollars. Like That's there, wild. there weren't a lot of the original editions, um, but they, uh, the like the ones printed in nineteen thirty eight, are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, that it would be cool the, to get get our hands on a, a copy of one of those. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and the and the UK the UK edition also had uh, language differences from. Uh, I didn't even think of that. From the from the American edition. Yeah, yeah, didn't even think of that. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. The children of the children of Huron is also a, another like super. Super crazy one, and I know that I know that Tolkien didn't want Children of Huron to be published. It was published after after he passed on. Oh, really? It was it just not finished? Is that? It, it, he just did. He didn't like it. Like he he it wasn't it wasn't up to scuff with what he would ha with what he preferred. Fair enough. Yeah. So here's here's one in the paper sleeve cover, uh, considered to be very good condition. Uh, first first edition, fourth impression, so fourth run, um, is going for twenty eight thousand dollars. Holy hell. Uh, hardcover first editions um, of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit together. And it looks like they've got a leather bound covering on them. Yeah. Uh, it, it says new. And they're brand new. This is it's $108,000. Excuse me? Yeah. It's the it's the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, so two books, okay. fifty grand a piece. All right. the more you and know. they don't even give you free shipping. Shipping is seventeen seventeen dollars. What? <laughs> yeah, you're paying a hundred thousand dollars. You're gonna pay for shipping. Um, well, there's no way we a, can cover that. Here's a first edition, uh, third impression. To be fair, uh, wait, did you say a hundred thousand dollars? A hundred thousand dollars, yeah. Here's a ridiculously how is that not UK how is that not hand delivered to your house from someone that's selling it? <laughs> here's a here's a first edition hard copy um, of the Hobbit or There and Back Again from the UK, and it is beat to hell. Yeah, and it's going for six thousand dollars. That's wild. It's pretty yeah, nuts, man. man. Here's a really beat up and water damaged one, still going for fourteen hundred. Um, here's a, it looks like a special print deluxe edition from 1976 going for 1200 You know, you know what, you know what irks me? What? It's like, dad probably had a bunch of this shit. Oh, yeah. Because, because he was into all that when he was younger. Right. So he probably had a bunch of this shit that 
cost virtually nothing at the time. Well, and you know what's crazy is you can still go to, like, if you go to old estate sales and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can still pick stuff up like this from, like, old dudes who pass away. Their family doesn't want any of this shit. Right. So they just toss it out on a sidewalk and sell it. True, true. Uh, we, we hit an estate sale up a few years ago that had um, a bunch of old, like, vintage smut magazines. Right. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I looked some of them up afterwards and like some of those, some of those old vintage, like playboys from like 1950 and 60, like, uh, and it, it may not have been playboys going back that far, but like the, the old, like some of them were, were worth 60. like six, $700. Yeah. Some of those editions were worth like six, $700. I'm like, dude, it would have been worth it just cause they were selling them for 50 cents a piece. Yeah. Would have been worth it just to go back and grab some, flip a couple of them on eBay, man. That's fucking wild, dude. So, yeah. it's so, yeah. There's, crazy, crazy. It, is, it really is. It really um, is. And uh, Geralt also would have sold Smut for six or $700. Uh, Probably. You yeah, know, yeah. if we're being honest. <laughs> to, circling back into the economics of being a witcher. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah, uh, <laughs> that is how we ended that that part. Yeah, it was a nice yeah. little uh, tie-in you did there. It all comes yeah, no, back it was, it, was, it was yeah, it was intended. It was planned. Totally, we, yeah. Everybody we believes always you. These things. Everybody believes you. So for now, uh, I want to thank all of our regular listeners. You guys are amazing. Uh, the all the way through crew, Irewolf, uh, Marcus, Ray. Uh, who else? Who would I forget? Is there somebody else in there? I mean, probably. Uh, sounds I'm, like it's, you're you're. Uh, you're asking. We what? have a we have a good chunk of people we, who listen all the we way do, through. We do. I am. First of all, I'm. I'm terrible with names as it goes. Like just in, right. in my natural habitat. You know, if I don't have faces <laughs> on the daily. Well, any which way. Yeah, if I don't have faces on the daily to put to a name, I'm, it, it never never imprints on my brain. But hey, thank you. Doesn't mean I don't appreciate you being here, regardless. Thank you to everybody who listens uh, to the podcast on the regular and subscribes. And big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the lifeblood, and we uh, appreciate you. Um, and yeah, shout out to the official reviewer of Endless Epic, both Dark Tales and regular Endless Epic, Marcus Magnus Ironsides. What a beast! Always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys will join us for the the new episodes of The Hobbit. Absolutely. As well as uh, the next episode of Dark Tales with Geralt of Rivia. But until then, I will remind you to stay bloodthirsty, my friends. And remember, all hail the Black Dragons. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.